on the next episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Here's the whiskeys we're going to be discussing today. Uh, we have the Westward American Single Malt uh, Whiskey Cast Strength. We have the Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 10-Year. Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 15-Year. Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 18-Year. From Ben Riach, we have the Malting Season Release. From Compass Box, we have their Orchard House Release. From Balvenie, we have the Ton 1509 Batch 8. And if you're not happy about that, you can just don't let the door hit you on the backside <laughs> as you leave the house. And the Compass Box, no name number three. I'm surprised you didn't ferment and distill the tire fire and bring it to us today. Oh, it'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoking host the good old boys time yes it's sipping time again hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing as always we are the best thing on at 2 a.m the only fact about today's show yep that's about <laughs> it everything else is complete fabrication yes farcical yeah yeah to credit uh, yeah i mean what's his name uh, al fabrication, michaels education yeah. capitulation Ooh, that's more words than we we're going to get out of the rest of the day. Sounds like somebody did a word. stint in prison. Fourteen-letter <laughs> word there, pal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally more words than we we're going to get out of That was good. That was the guy from In Living Color with the vocabulary. Yeah, very that, good. That's definitely more words than we're getting out of you the rest of the show. So, well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. I like to thank you for having me. I know I was almost a little bit late. I had to go drive around that that uh, tire fire out in West Broward. So <laughs> you didn't bring anything back, though. <laughs> and made man Maury. I am excited to be here, and I'm excited that Brent has a kilt on instead of just simply no pants. Well, there's no pants on under the kilt, so it's effectively the it's, same thing. It's a this, I'm, I do that for the uh, for the Spayburn. That's fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Spayburn. I'm glad. Speyside. It's really scary when he stands on that subway grate and the train goes by and blows the skirt in the air. It's just I feel like uh, horrific. I feel like, Mar- I feel like Marilyn. Yeah. And if she got, you know, like <laughs> hit by a train. <laughs> and, and good old boy, Justin. Good morning. I'm surprised you didn't ferment and distill the tire fire and bring it to us today. Oh, it'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Sissies. <laughs> All right. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else you can drink. And here's the whiskeys we're going to be discussing today. Uh, We have the Westward American Single Malt uh, Whiskey Cast Strength. 
We have the Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 10-year, Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 15-year, Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 18-year. From Ben Riach, we have the Malting Season release. From Compass Box, we have their Orchard House release. From Balvenie, we have the Ton 1509 Batch 8. And if you're not happy about that, you can just don't let the door hit you on the backside <laughs> as you leave the house. And the Compass Box, no name number three. So let's have Justin tell us all about our SIPs ratings. Today we're going to talk about the SIPs ratings. One well, this ship. is almost as bad as Porky Pig. Not quite as bad. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Two ships. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three ships. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four ships. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five ships. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 You know, many times I have wondered what it would sound like if Sean Connery was extremely constipated. <laughs> And just straining, you know. Um, now I know. And it's pretty much what I expected it to be. <laughs> so, yeah, one mystery in life solved. So Fiber show port to the diet. Good Lord. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to our first whiskey. And we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. Our first whiskey is the Westward American Single Malt Whiskey Cask Strength. 62.5% ABV or 125 proof. Westward was born in Portland, Oregon, by master distiller Christian Krogstad and co-owner and CEO Thomas Mooney. They began distilling whiskey in 2004, along with other spirits. Many startup distilleries create unaged spirits as a means to finance the long aging process required for making whiskey. One of those spirits that they created, Aviation Gin, was noticed by a well-known movie star and became a huge hit. Deadpool. After uh. selling off the brand, they now have the time and the resources to focus exclusively on their whiskey. To make their single malt, they began by brewing an artisanal American ale from scratch using locally malted barley, ale yeast, and a slow, low-temperature fermentation. Distilled twice in a low-reflux pot still, the spirit is aged in new, lightly charred American oak barrels before the barrels are blended in small batches to achieve Westward's signature flavor profile. This is a really interesting whiskey. It's got a beautiful mahogany, uh, reddish-coppery color to it. On the nose, uh, toasted almond, some graham cracker, oak, maple, vanilla, even a little chocolate and black pepper aroma. I think it's got a beautiful mouthfeel. On the palate, it's got a beautiful viscosity. It sort of coats the palate. There's definitely some notes of orange and honey, a hint of tobacco, a little back end of sesame. 
it's really got a very nice lovely complex layered flavor profile and a finish that just seems to go on and on um, i really thought this was a beautiful effort i think it's a lovely whiskey it's very enjoyable you could definitely make an all-day sipper out of it and uh, i really enjoyed it quite a bit brent what do you think uh, i think they did everything they wanted to do with this whiskey i don't know how you're going to improve it a lot the, no, I thought it was spot on. For yeah, what it was exactly. To be. I think it was. Uh, it's got a great mouthfeel, like you said. The finish goes on and on. The the elegant. It's like a the tobacco orange kind of a flavor on your profile, which you didn't. You wouldn't think like well, tobacco and orange together, but it, it really works. You get that little bit yes. of honey in with it, and it's just it. It's very pleasant, and uh, you want to go back and drink it again. And this is one you're not going to mind having in your cabinet as an everyday everyday drinker. Justin? So this is a great Sunday brunch, single malt. You should enjoy this. Um, the only flavor note I got that you guys haven't discussed yet is I got a lot of uh, grape flavor, especially on the finish. That must have been from that bottle of wine you had just before we started the show. Hey, spit the Jolly Rancher out. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, also... If you're going to smoke a cigar with this, do something with like a Connecticut wrapper that's like nice and mild because this is a bold spirit. Well, that great. would explain what Brent's been doing wrong because he's getting those wrappers from lower Alabama. So, you know. <laughs> no, this is, I mean, it's a, Westward makes a solid American single malt whiskey. And it's a, it's a hugely growing category in the whiskey world here in the U.S. Um, hopefully soon to be designated by the ATF and TTB as its own distinct style of whiskey. Um, and there are several out there that are just really in the last two, three, four years are just really hitting their stride and Westward is one. I mean, they, you know, they really just came out running. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a lot you can do to improve this other than maybe a few, you know, a few more years worth of age. I mean, it's extremely well-made. I keep coming back to it. It's yeah. It's, it's got, it's got an, it's got a really great nose. I think they really did a nice justice to it by releasing it at cast strength Yeah, because it's got all the flavors amped up to 11. Uh, I, I suspect that if they proofed it down to 80 or 90, it would be a fraction of the whiskey that you're tasting today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and again, we're, we're, proof hounds but it's not even so much the proof it's just for me it's you know when they proof it down it tends to you know lessen the flavors um for me it does usually tend to wash the whiskey out a little bit i mean that being said i still add water to a lot of the whiskeys we taste just to see where it takes it but uh i added a little water to this one it didn't really change it significantly it didn't improve it it didn't wash out um I had the I had that that honey graham cracker come out a little bit more when I when I added some water to it. Yeah, yeah, I got a little, little, little right more of the graham cracker too. Yeah, so. but other than that, really not yeah. a substantial yeah. change. No, no, no. Yeah, that was about it. The sweetness went up a little bit, but uh, you know, again, a, a really solid whiskey, and uh, you know, they're doing some good stuff. And we actually have an, another bottle in the queue for a future show, uh, so I'm excited to see. You know, I mean, Westland, um, Westward. Um, Guys at Virginia Distilling Company, you know, there, there's there's quite a few American single Colorado's malt. Colorado's bringing yeah. out several. 
A lot of guys in Colorado, you know, the, the American single malt is a category that is growing and there's a reason, you know, there's some people out there making some exciting stuff and the guys here at Westward are, are, are definitely at the front of that pack. Um, uh, you know, an excellent whiskey. I, I really couldn't add anything to it or change it. So we're going to rate the, uh, we're going to give the Westward American single malt whiskey a cast strength, uh, four sips. That's classified. All right, so let's go on to our next one, which is uh, our next distillery is the Spayburn Distillery. It was founded in 1897 by John Hopkins and Company. The site was specifically chosen by John Hopkins himself for the pure water supply from the Granty Burn, a tributary of the River Spay. The distillery was designed by renowned distillery architect Charles Doig and retains its hallmark pagoda-style roof. Um, wanting to begin production in the same year as Queen Victoria's Diamond Jubilee, they first began production on December 15, 1897, before the stillhouse even had windows or doors, with a distillery team working in overcoats to produce the first cast to be bonded in 1897. They use both stainless and wooden washbacks made of Douglas fir. They have one large wash still and two smaller spirit stills for the secondary distillation, and they work in tandem with traditional worm tub condensers. Their spirit is aged in traditional Dunnage-style warehouses. So, old school. Yeah, kind of reminds you of uh, like an illegal still out in the in the woods, you know, yeah, with, no, yeah. with no building around it. Yeah, old school. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we're talking about uh, Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Um, the first one that we have from the distillery is their 10-year. It's 40% ABV, 80 proof. It's matured in a combination of American oak ex-bourbon and ex-sherry casks. So, very light, pale straw color. On the nose, lemon. Lemon, lemon, lemon. Like, almost like lemon pledge lemon. I mean, it's huge. I get some really fresh, just freshly sawn oak. Some very, very pretty floral notes on it. And it's just, it's it's such a bright and clean nose on it. And on the palate... Hmm. On the palate, I get I get a honey. It's not overly sweet, but I get honey. I get some some light toffee and butterscotch. I get a little bit of baking spice. It's got a nice mouthfeel to it. Um, it's got a pretty decent viscosity. Got a medium finish, but it's got a really good mouth coat. Covers the whole palate, goes underneath. Um yeah, solid whiskey. What'd you think, Maury? You know, I would agree with pretty much everything you've said, Bob. I would say my overall take on it is it's a lighter style whiskey. It's a little bit more feminine. It's a nice entry-level whiskey. I think for somebody who's uh, newly exploring scotch, this is a nice place to start. You could definitely drink it all day out by the pool. Mm. It's refreshing. It's light. It'd make a nice highball. Oh, this would make a fantastic highball. Yeah, this would be the exactly. bottom eyeball. Um, but it, but I would say for those of us who are looking for a more full-bodied, uh, you know, bolder Scotch or or Scotch style whiskey, this this may not fit the bill. It's a mm. lighter style. It's a really easy sipper. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, a beautiful fair entry point. level it whiskey. It is definitely lighter on the style for sure. But and uh, well, well made. made, well yeah, made, well very made. well made. What do yeah. you think, Brent? Well, 
I thought it was like a kitchen cleaner when you take when you get the nose and stuff. Yeah, I mean, le- no, it is. It's the floral. lemon is huge. It's floral yeah. and lemon. I mean, yeah. and, and on the palate, that floral lemon flavor comes through with it. You know, and it, it's like, well, you don't want to, you don't want to drink a kitchen cleaner and yeah. and uh, it's 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 lemon pledge in a good way. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's uh, the, yeah. I've, I've never had one that's that has had that much citrus on the nose. Right, that much lemon and that much floral on the nose, and then follow through with a palate of that mm. and it is what it's it's made for what it's what it is right there you know it's uh lemony fresh uh oh it's very bright it's very yeah, fresh yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it's got a queen yeah, it's, it's not a queen it's palette. not a lemonade it's no, a lemon no, no no yeah and it's a floral and a little bit of honey there and yeah yeah it, it is beautiful scotch what, yeah. what'd you think Jason? i think this this would go amazing with um sprite by the pool it would just be like a lemon sprite or even the diet sprite you sound like you've done that by your pool yeah this one here don't add water I resemble to it. that comment it kind yeah. of it kind of washes it out a little bit if you yeah, add no, some water no it's no. already a little right. light it's already you light so you don't need to add water to this one no but i mean again a very well made very solid 10-year scotch whiskey and i we don't really discuss price you know in specifics on here but um, I've seen the retail price on this and hell, it's a steal. Yeah. I mean, if you see it, pick it up. So we're going to be rating the Spayburn single malt scotch whiskey, 10 year, a solid three sips. Interesting. So let's have Justin tell us about our next whiskey. So now we're going to talk about Spayburn single malt scotch, 15 year. It's 46% alcohol by volume or 92 proof. It's a nice little step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's matured in American oak and Spanish oak casks. So color on this one, it's like a light copper on the nose, hints of uh, cocoa, coffee, raisins, um, and vanilla, and honey on the palate. You get an orange zest, toffee, leather, with a little bit of cinnamon to wrap it up on the finish. It's really pleasant. I think it's well balanced. It was a good effort. It doesn't drink like 92 proof. It drinks more like 80 proof. So if someone's not fun at the party, give them this. What do you think? You know, Justin, I think you were spot on with most of your description. I think this is a delightful whiskey. I love the Spanish oak. It 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 although it's not sherry finished, it gives me reminiscence of sherry. Um, I agree with you. The hint of orange and toffee and honey on the palate. I agree with you. There's certainly the cinnamon at the end. The finish for me was medium to long. I think this is a, a good after-dinner scotch. I think you could sip this all evening long. It's delightful. It's pleasant. It's reasonably priced. Uh, I think this belongs in almost everybody's collection. It's just it's just well done, very well made, and there's really no flaws. Yeah, another one you don't want to add water to because it's already yeah. at where you want it to be. You know, so you don't want to add water to this one. I, the nose was on the light side for me. It didn't burst out like i wanted it to but i got a lot of those notes but on the palette though palette delivers oh palette mm. delivers this is like a dark orange chocolate a cinnamon raisin bar 
you know? Like if you combine all those together, mm-hmm. just let it sit on your mouth and let the chocolate melt and you get all those flavors there. It's delicious. That's a Spanish oak. I'm I'm convinced it's the Spanish oak that's giving you that. I yeah. mean it's you know, it's you have those really orange nice. you have the dark orange chocolates. But it and just you goes to show you don't necessarily need the sherry food. influence. This says to me, if I didn't know better, I would say this just has some sherry uh influence and yet the Spanish oak really has delivered a lot of that. Very much so. I would love this with a panna cotta. Because it's a little dry and the panna cotta is creamy. It would be perfect. <laughs> he says that about everything. <laughs> um, yeah, on the nose, it's uh, it's definitely like a mocha. A mocha, a bit of raisin, some dried fruit, a um, little bit of citrus. I'd say orange and lemon, and then just a just a hint of baking spice in the tip of the nose, and then on the palate. Hold on. Mm. On the palate, it's it's got orange, it's got honey. There's some old worn leather in there, and like Brent said, there's there's that that like you know cinnamon raisin bar. It's just you know it it's it's extremely extremely nice i mean this is very very well made um and for the price i mean you can't beat this and i think it's improved in the glass i you know i i must admit i rated it a little bit lower when i first drank it but after it sat in the glass for a good half hour 45 minutes i'm i'm happy to give it uh a little bit more love on the rating because Mm -hmm. i think it's really improved nicely Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's 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 a lovely whiskey and um you know, I haven't had a lot of Spayburn before, so this is this is a relatively newer one for me. And I got to say, this is you know this fifteen definitely going to be in my regular roundup. So, so we're going to be rating the Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey fifteen year a well deserved four sips. That's classified. So moving on to our next whiskey, we're going to have uh, Maury tell us about our last one from Spayburn. Thank you, Bob. It's a little tough to follow that because it was really pretty special. Uh, The next whiskey from Spayburn is their single malt Scotch whiskey, 18 years, 46%, excuse me, ABV, or 92 proof. This was matured in American oak and Spanish oak casks. The color is fairly similar to the last one. It certainly hasn't really picked up any more color, but again, it's got a really nice copper uh, to light mahogany color. On the nose, you're getting a lot of the usual suspects, sweet toffee, some almond, some tropical fruit, and candied apple. This one on the palate is just beautiful. It's got a little more viscosity. It's a little more mouth coating. I get a little more creaminess and some dark chocolate, vanilla, toffee, oak, baking spice, hint of sherry, hint of dry citrus, uh, maybe even a hint of leather on the back palate. The finish is uh, medium in length. Um, I think it's a toss-up. Uh, honestly, if you look at price, which I'm, I'm not looking at, I would say the 15 is almost as close and probably quite a bit less expensive. But this 18, if price were no object, is really the sweet spot. Um, I've often found 18 to be the sweet spot with many scotches, and this one's no exception. I, I really love this whiskey. I could see uh, definitely having a few bottles of this on the shelf uh, for something that you can definitely enjoy. Brent, what'd you think? Yeah, the, the master distiller there really came out with this one uh 
did a great job. I know it's a non-chill filtered uh, bottle. Um, everything is everything that you want in a in a scotch is right here. You know, without being overpowered or over sherried or over this. Exactly. I thought it has really a lot uh, of nice balance to it. This one does. You know, so if I want to have a scotch on my shelf, this would be one that I'd want to have. Although I don't have any, but I mean, it's I'd still, uh, <laughs> you know. I but I would you, enjoy this one. I think this even one, if I gifted you a bottle of scotch, Brent. I would drink this one. No, I think you would not allow it to take up space for where a bourbon could sit on your shelf. Uh, I'd allow it. It's just one to sit there. This one is, this one the uh, has, has done its justice. You know, 18 years and... So I think this is with their anniversary bottle as well. I yeah, I think this was a special release. Uh, yeah. Justin, what do you think? Got three words for you. Dried pineapple chunks. Love those. Love this. Wow. Well, okay, Bob, that was enough words from Justin. What do we say now? <laughs> you know, it's a wordy. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Yeah. Too much conversation from Justin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's only a 52 minute show for crying out loud. He's exceeded his word allotment for the day. Yeah, I mean, like, really, good Lord. I mean, you know, how much more could you possibly say? So, um, yeah, again, a beautiful whiskey. Um, I think, I, I, I think it's slightly better than the 15 um, right but i i would argue yeah. that the price point is probably dramatically different yeah, that i i couldn't tell you only but, slightly better but um yeah which which is not a knock against it it's more of no. a boost to the 15 but i'd say anything from 15 on wood spayburn is going to be a winner but that's true of most distilleries honestly 15 18 is the sweet spot uh for most it's hard to find improvement beyond 18 and uh you know the the price value trade-off seems to really strike it well at 15. i mean uh, glenn, glenn livet does a good job with their 21 their 25 they get better mm. but yeah. there that's but Bayside too i think but there's quite a bit more uh boost in price to get there oh yeah big time but if you're gonna do the trade-off it's hard to argue with 15 as a sweet yeah. spot yeah i mean just a solid whiskey a great nose nuts and Candied fruit, toffee, a little bit of citrus. Um, on the palate, it's I get dark chocolate, and the, and the finish doesn't stop with this mm. though either. Mm. That's another thing I like: dark chocolate, spicy oak, graham cracker, old leather. I mean, just an extremely well put together whiskey. So. We're going to be rating the Spayburn Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 18-year a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. If you see either, any of these, any of the 10, the 15, or the 18, yeah, grab them. Uh, solid whiskey. So we're going to go to Brent for our next one. Thanks, Bob. The next one is the Benriac Malting Season. It's a 48.7 ABV or 97.4 proof. This is celebrating traditional methods dating back to the earliest days of Benriac Distillery. This first edition of the Benriac Malting Season is the first expression in a century to be produced entirely using barley malted from the distillery's own floor maltings. Awesome. And if you've ever seen the malting process in a distillery, it's quite it's it's fun to watch and fun to see. But for each new edition, the master blender, Rachel Berry, carefully selects the type of barley and bottling strength in this case concerto barley 
making each annual edition a truly unique expression in its own right. Benriette's malting season is two cask matured in bourbon and virgin oak barrels. This release is comprised of 23 barrels, all distilled on 2nd of November 2012, yielding 6,672 bottles in total. So the color on the color on this one, it's a very, very light, light straw color. This is probably the one of the lightest ones we have today. The nose, oh, you get that sugar, you get some uh, get some apples coming through there. It's like a just a beautiful nose to it on the palate here. Let's take another little drink of this. Mm. You get pears that come through on the palate right away. You get a pears, you get a little bit of nuts on there, um, the vanilla, you get a nice creamy mouthfeel. The finish is not as long as I would like it. It's it's just, it kind of dies off on the finish, so it's kind of a shorter finish than I would like. But overall, it's a nice uh, expression that they've done. Maury? You know, Brett, I think you really nailed it. Um You've hit all the high notes in terms of the, the notes. The pear comes through quite a bit on the palate. It's got a luscious, you know, viscous, beautiful mouthfeel. I love the fact that there's this sort of nuttiness that plays with the vanilla and the pear. Um, I agree the finish is not the longest one I've had, but it's certainly adequate. Um, I think it's a delicious and lovely whiskey. Can't say anything wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the finish to me is the only downfall of this. Because and, and and we're and we're splitting hairs. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, that's the only. It's a, It's it's very nice, but it's the. If I was to say a negative thing about it, it's the finish. Not long enough for me. I'd like to have something longer that you know I didn't have to go back to it right away and get another taste. So. You're just showing your frugalness. Yeah, you'd like two sips. He's, he's trying to hide his alcoholism, is what he's doing. He's going back to it regardless of how long the finish is. We all know it. Come that's on. right. He just would like more bang for the yeah. buck. Yeah. He's just looking to hide his problem. So, Justin, what three words do you have for this one? Well, Thank you, Justin. It's been it's nice hearing from you today. Four words, but... No, we got a little rule back home. <laughs> if it's brown, drink it down. Ra Rachel Berry's got Thank you. one of the best palates in scotch right now. Oh, and on earth, honestly. I mean, she's proved it here. Um, to add to what everyone else has been saying, if they made a high-end Jolly Rancher candy, not not the regular Jolly Rancher, but... See, a, it started out so good and straight into the dumpster fire. Okay. But a refined, smooth, high-end... It cost a quarter instead a of a nickel. Yeah, no, I'm talking $10 a pack Jolly Rancher, some of the exotic flavors, this would be it. Rachel, thank you. You killed it. Rachel Berry is, you know, seriously one of my heroes in the whiskey world. The woman has an absolutely impeccable palate and and the ability to blend. Uh, I honestly, there's a handful of people that I would put on her level. I mean, she's she's literally at the top top that you can possibly be. Um, there's very few people you know, in the whiskey business who are at the level that she is at right now. So any project she touches, I always, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. And what she's done with uh, Ben Riach and what she's done with Gwen Glassa and what she's, you know, done with all of the brands she's been with is, is just been fantastic. And this is no exception. 
the palate is is absolutely lovely. The vanilla, it's it's like stewed, sticky, drippy with honey sweet pears um, with a lovely nuttiness. I think the finish is beautiful. I think it goes on as long as I need it to. Um, you know, again, another one absolutely hit out of the park by by Dr. Rachel Berry. Uh, and, and, you know, no surprise there whatsoever. Um, yeah. This is another one that doesn't need any water to it. Oh, no. It's, they, she's done such a great job. She did it just right. like, yeah. You know, what comes out, what she's put out is what you want to drink. Yep. Yeah. And it's expressed that way as well. Yeah. What she's done here and, and Ben, ben Riach, Gwen Glasso, um, Ben Romach, Dronach, Ben Romach. What she's done in the business is beyond reproach. So a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we are. We just finished talking about an absolutely amazing whiskey, the Ben Riach Malting Season. We gave that a well-deserved four sips, and we're going to be moving on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Justin tell us about that. So we're going to talk about Compass Box Orchard House. It's 46% alcohol by volume, or 92 proof, and it's not chill-filtered, actually rather non-chill-filtered, natural color orchard house gathers together some of the fruitiest malts scotland has to offer including whiskeys from the linkwood and Kleinleash distilleries many of them sourced as new spirit and laid down in their own cat own oak casks this is their monument to fresh fruitiness and scotch whiskey um, it's got a nice light color to it Smells like uh, apple and pear with a little bit of uh, smoke to it on the palate. Malty, gingery, and uh, very fruity. This is a really fun spirit. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad they didn't chill filter it because you wouldn't want to filter any of this out. What did you think, Maury? No, I agree with you, Justin. I mean, to me, the... The name Orchard House, uh, synonymous with fruit, and fruit is what I get. I find it fruity on the nose, fruity on the palate, a lovely, you know, daytime, light, fun spirit. It's it's delicious. It's really got uh, a lot of a lot of complexity, a lot going for it. Um, I'm definitely getting on the nose hints of pineapple and lime and lemon. Uh, I'm not sure I get the Earl Grey that they describe, but there's no question that it's uh, it's a delicious whiskey, uh, lighter in style, and uh, fun. I would call yeah. it fun. Yeah. Where I get that Earl Grey is on the finish. Right after every after all the fruits and stuff, I get that that little bit of that. It's like a it's almost like a little bitterness of the tea of that Earl Grey tea is where I get it on the finish. They're really late. I think you're it's, right. It's, it's very I late. You know, it's very it. late. But because all that fruit up forward. It's, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you don't want to say a sangria, but it's like, a, you know, because it's not that, but it's, uh, you know, the fruit of a sangria that you have. This is the, the fruit of a bourbon or a fruit of a whiskey, you know, it's fruit of a scotch. It's, the name says it all for it, you know, the orchard house, just like you said, fruit house. If you'd have told me that you could take any single malt scotches, and blend several, you know, several of them together, and produce this much 
fruit, fruit note, I would tell you you're out of your damn mind. You know, I mean, it's. However, it's all. This <laughs> comes from the mind of David Glazer, who John is Glazer. a savant. Yeah. John is just amazing. Yeah. He's just got a palate beyond yeah. what most mortals can. And he's got a sense of fun. You Correct. know, I could I could see them sitting around going, you know, why don't we make one that's like literally a fruit bomb? Almost tastes like you're drinking a fruit, you know, juice box. We could do that, couldn't we? I mean, you could see him coming up with that. And and he nailed it. I mean, it's I I I just cannot imagine how you could get this much fruit out of yeah, malted barley. Yeah. I mean, it, if you'd have told me that somebody slipped some fruit juice into this i i would go okay well it, it tastes fantastic you should do it again yeah but you know all the different fruits you can kind of distinguish them in there yeah. in the that's the other the thing yeah you know, it's you can, not a mishmash either. right exactly because you can because you, you can at one point you can taste the strawberries you know you can taste the pear you can taste the pineapple oh, the and pineapple, they all kind of go yeah. right they all go through it at a different time period on your palate as you get to your finish yeah. This so, has more flavor on the exhale than some scotches have, period. Yeah. It's, I mean, the apple notes are there. The pear is huge. The pineapple I get is, is like a roasted pineapple on the grill. I get lemon. I get lime. I get, I get orange. And that's just on the nose. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. Really mm. fun spirit. Mm-hmm. And then that ginger that pops up on the palate when you when you swallow um that faint strawberry on the exhale just a very very light strawberry absolutely fantastic i mean really extremely well done and again no surprise coming from compass box we've reviewed i can't count how many whiskeys from them over the last eight or nine or ten years um you know Really, really well done, and uh, and absolutely delicious. If you see Orchard House on the shelf, grab it. So we're going to be rating the Compass Box Orchard House a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So let's move on to our next whiskey, which I will tell you about. It's hard for me to actually fathom the thing, but Brent jumped on this one like you know, like a tick on your dog. I mean, he wanted it, so this is the have at it. This is the Belvini Ton 1509 Batch 8, 52.2% ABV, 104.4 proof. So good. So this latest batch of the Belvini Ton is made from and vatting of three first fill sherry butts, six second fill sherry butts, five refill punchins, and four ex-bourbon barrels which were blended together in a single large ton and allowed to marry for three months. So uh, that's the key. That's the key is they let it sit there for, you know, for months for those flavors to blend. They, you know, they, the shock of that blending, it really does help letting it sit in that marrying ton. So on the nose, I'm getting, uh, I get a little bit of sherry. I get a lot of citrus. I get some, uh, get a little bit of nuttiness to it, but on the palate, the palate just shines through. It's so uh, you got you got you know, some sherry, some oranges, um, a little bit of tobacco, some rosemary, some leather. Uh, the, the finish just goes on and on. And this is what I had to say about this: the master blender is a genius for coming up with this combination. I mean, just a genius, you know, because who would 
you know, to, just to think about, well, what am I going to do? How many different casks and stuff am I going to use to do this? You have to have a an extreme palate to be able to project in the future of what something's going to taste like. Don't be jealous, Brent. Jealousy is a destructive emotion. Or what you hope something's going to taste like. And they've done a marvelous job here. I mean, I don't know that you can go wrong with this one. What do you think? No, I agree with you. It's phenomenal. Um, It's just so beautifully balanced, put together. Uh, I can't really comment on whether Bob is right or wrong about the three months in the marrying ton. Certainly, it marries well together whether it would have done so sooner or longer i don't know but it's just it's just beautiful it's well, a beautiful I, I trust david stewart david stewart is again you know literally the top top of echelon of blenders on planet earth and you know this is one this of his just babies tames like it came out of the still like this. and he is it's just so beautiful you know created. he is the man who will tell you it needs to rest it needs to marry for this time and he you know i Anything that he says, I take as the word of God when it comes to blending. The point is that the scientist among us would say, stir it up, it's good. Mm-hmm. The artist among us would yeah. say, it and that's, needs time. That's David Stewart. And that's the, that's the art of whiskey. It's just not just pure yeah. science. Because science tells you it's, it's mixed in and he 30 is, seconds. And he has blended some of the finest whiskeys that I have ever had past my tongue. And I, to this day, they're... Oh, eight or ten years ago, they did a seventeen-year-old Madeira cask that I still dream about. You know, I, I I wish they would make that one again. It was it was so hard absolutely to find. stunning. They did a twenty or twenty-one. I think it was a twenty-one a few years ago. Yes, that was good, and it was it was UK travel retail only. We didn't really get it here. I I managed to get a hold of a bottle, and it was great. But it was it wasn't quite what that seventeen was. That one was just magical, and that one still in my head is one of the finest whiskeys I've ever had. So, and the ton every year we've that we've been very fortunate that they have shared samples with us the last several years, and we've we've done the ton. Oh, I think four, five, six years in a row now, and this one is every bit as good, if not better, than the ones that we've had before. I mean, this one is so well put together and so well balanced yeah. um this is another one you don't want to add water to the, oh, the blender no, no. is our you know it's already been done for you yeah. it's already been it's already been perfected so you by adding water I, I, you're, I think you're taking away from it almost i mean if you want to go ahead and give it a try right absolutely it may fit your palate on that particular day a little bit better but for me yeah i i tried to drop it didn't it did nothing um this thing is so well done it's just the sherry notes, the the the, the citrus, the the, the orange—it's like a orange blossom honey on the nose, and then on the palate, it's just absolute luxury. Mm. The the old leather, the sherry, the citrus notes, like an old cigar box, and just a little bit of herbaliness to it, just in the bottom palate, and the finish just just cruises yep. and cruises and cruises so I let's mean, see what's so let's, well done let's see what three uh, words justin has for it i love big sherry butts i cannot lie <laughs> thank you justin this is so well balanced but i do have a question how what's the volume of a ton how much is in a ton what is well, a, a ton, ton is just a name for a mix uh, a blending vessel 
So it could be any size. There's no oh, okay. particular size for it. It's not like barrels, the difference between an American standard barrel right. and a butt and a puncheon and a hogshead. So what's a puncheon? A puncheon is a, a, a wine barrel. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Thank you. And he's done. I think it's great. <laughs> they did a great job. They really did. What is your favorite word? Come on. Your favorite word. Let's hear it. Your one word. Marsupial. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. We'll end on that one. So we're going to be rating the Balvenie Tun 1509 Batch 8, an extremely well-deserved five sips. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 And again, if you don't like that, you know where the front door is. Just <laughs> get out because I, I, I don't even want to look at you. Good God. Oh, that. thank you for sending it. Thank you for the sample. God, I wish it was a whole bottle. <laughs> Bob, tell us of this next one. Uh, you haters. I didn't say. Ah, uh, you haters. I, I can see the I, look in all your eyes. I didn't say I hate it yet. The one time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the one time in my life I actually wish harm was here. But I'll get over it. Um, no, that passed. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't take long. Yeah, the alcohol. Helps. Thank God you've come back to your senses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our last whiskey is the Compass Box No Name Number 3. It's 48.9% ABV, 97.8%. Is there any more of that ton left? Uh, I don't know. If it is, it's down there. Um, Non-chill filtered, natural color. No Name Number 3 is the final expression in the No Name series. It's older and wilder. Then the previous, no names. Uh, Lafroig Distillery takes the top billing in the blend uh, with malt whiskey from Bamore, Mortlock, and Klein Leash and their own Highland blend. A limited edition of 10,794 bottles worldwide. This is their PD one, which is why the other three are looking at me with this nasty look on their face. <sighs> Heathens. Well, it does appeal to a very narrow... Segment of the population. Tens and tens of thousands of Pete fans, yes. They're very This few. is remembering back to No Name Number Two, which we did uh, review. Um, this is more, that one was a little bit more fruity. This one is a little bit more on the medicinal uh, side of Pete. Um, the smoke on the, on the nose is... You know, it's there, intense. but it's no, not that's intense. It's intense. Oh my god, that's not intense. Well, not as intense as the burnt rubber, no, but it's intense. Not intense. Like, like, oh good lord, I can pull fifteen of them off the shelf where the smoke will get you more than that. Um, but it's definitely got that you know medicinal mercurochrome. You know, use band aids kind of uh, uh, note. Yeah, yeah, people. People love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People love that. That's exactly <laughs> yes, we what, do. what I do. That's all exactly. Day work. Yes, I just love the band-aids. Yes, we do. That's what I want. I want to have that and smoke. And that's what that's my favorite thing. Not fire at a band-aid factory. Exactly. <laughs> Brings up the memories of your childhood injuries. You know, there's about uh there's about I think about three thousand people on Iowa. There's about five thousand damn goats and sheep on the island, and there's about twelve distilleries in a place about the size of uh, Central Park. So that tells me that you heathens, somebody does like this stuff. <sighs> exactly, and they're all stuck there mm. on that small island. <laughs> mm. They don't get out much. They don't eat much. They this don't is, drink much. This is what mm. this is what I like to describe as a geek whiskey because. 
And now when I say that, it's because you have to like that. You have to like that medicinal smoke. Mm-hmm. You have to like mm-hmm. that together. And most people don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's a niche. It's an acquired it, it, niche. Exactly. Flavor exactly. Profile. It's a, it's a overpowered by those two. But if you're looking things, for that, this nails it. Yeah. No. Right. And if you're I mean, looking for what, something relaxing. But what I'm going to tell you is, is this was blended to be this. To be this, exactly. So I this know. is not right. something, something was that you like versus soul. don't like. It was something that was made to be exactly this. It's got that medicinal quality. There's a lot of uh, sea spray, seaweed in here. Um, so I think I'm picking that up from the Bamor because that always has that. Um, you know, I think it's absolutely lovely. So that tire fire is like five miles away, and I think I'm pretty sure I got it in the glass, too. It's the same distance. Heathens. <laughs> heathens. We're not, we're, not, we're not heathens. We just, this is, it's a geek whiskey. I mean, it's uh, it's for those people that want that smoke. And that, if this was I, that big of a geek whiskey, I'd be, I'd be fixing your computer right now. <laughs> and I can barely turn mine on. So what do you think, Justin? So I got a, um, aside from the smoke and the Mercura Chrome, I got a nice durian note on it. And um, it's pretty special. Well, we're going to rank the Compass Box No Name Number Three. I think under uh, underrated three sips. Interesting. But I'm stuck at a table with heathens. So, yes, anyway, yes, you are. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our co-host for joining us. Thank you, Brent. It's been very interesting and pleasurable up until that last one. <laughs> thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob, for the opportunity. I'm sorry there weren't more haggies and neeps to go around. I haven't had any good haggis in a while. And thank you, Justin. Thank you. Great time as always. Oh, well, it's a pretty good table, I thought. And honestly, was a, actually, there was a lot of really, really nice scotches here today. This is one of the ones where you look at and you go, you say, I think I know where I'm going until you taste them all and you go, wow. Yeah, it was yeah. It this, was uh, this exceptional. Was, uh, yeah, this was this was a great table. So up until that last one, <laughs> <laughs> sissy. <laughs> anyway, well, for sips, suds, and smokes, is man, man, Bob. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Remember, life's too short to drink bad whiskey. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap just tap it in the subscribe button. Give it a little tappy, tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.